Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous three hours for you as. We're looking at a little bit of everything. We're looking at some basketball, some football. We're going to be diving in perhaps a little bit on World Cup, probably not as much as I know that there were many people that were hoping that Team USA would be able to pull it off and said it was a draw. So we shall see what we get against England within the next few days. But that said, we've got ourselves an amazing show packed full of great guests as joining me in about 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look back at week 11 and turning forward to week 12 with a pair of regulars as Ben Brown does great work at Pro Football Focus, and you've got Matt Landis does a great job with the Props and Hops podcast. They're going to be joining me as I'm sure that they got some thoughts as to what we've all been seeing in the NFL the last few weeks, what's been working for them, what has not been, and teams that maybe we need to change our opinion on and teams that maybe they've been able to fortify some things as well as now we're getting into the part of the season where it's dash for cash with a lot of teams trying to be able to get into the playoffs, so We've got a lot to talk about with them in our number one. In our number two, going to be joined by a pair of great guests. As Grant Mitchell does a great job as a contributor for Forbes. He does the Fade the Public podcast. He's going to be joining me in a little bit over an hour to take a look at the great game of NFL, what we can all expect this week, and then also going to be joined by Danielle Avari. Take a look at some college football with her in a little bit over an hour. That's coming up if you're out there on the East Coast, 1.15 a.m. Eastern. And we're going to be taking a look at just the Pac-12 football landscape and what to expect there as we've got a bunch of battles. I remember the old Civil War back when I was covering the Oregon Ducks. That is always a big one, so we got to take a look there. And if any of these teams have a chance to be able to make the college football playoff with a few teams being able to keep their hopes alive this past weekend. So a lot to talk about there. And then in hour number three, we're going to be joined by Albert Wynn, better known as the analytics capper himself, taking a look at some football, taking a look at some basketball, how he's going about things. So we've got a lot to be able to break down. And first, we've got to take a look at the last game from NFL Week 11. And I think that this tells you just when it comes to a lot of these backup quarterbacks, they're the most they're the most well-liked player in terms of a fan base. They're the guys that you always are thinking, man, if this guy got out there, our team's fortunes would change. And Instead, we found out on Monday Night Football, the answer was no in terms of Colt McCoy being the answer for the Arizona Cardinals. 38-10, the final. Now, 
in the defense of Mr. Colt McCoy. It wasn't just him. It was just really the entirety of the Arizona Cardinals team. You have to go down the laundry list of issues that happened in terms of this one. I know that I was hearing just in terms of social media and a little bit on the broadcast that the 49ers, they were training at elevation and everything like that. And from the sounds of it, I might be mistaken here, but the Arizona Cardinals did not. And that goes back to bad coaching. And I think that there's one thing that can be that we can not debate on this. And that is the fact that Cliff Kingsbury is not getting the job done right now for the Arizona Cardinals. It has not been too terrific there, but for the Arizona Cardinals, just a really, really bad loss. But more importantly, how do we view the San Francisco 49ers now? Because just a very balanced effort from them. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, they both get seven receptions. Both of these guys, they combine for 10 carries for 66 yards. Samuel was able to get the touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, only two catches in this game. He's able to get two touchdowns. Jimmy G looked terrific. Four touchdowns, no interceptions for the Arizona Cardinals. A loss here, and I mean, let's just divulge this for a second. I mean, the NFC West, going into the 2021 season, not, not this year. This year, it was all about the AFC West being the best division in football, but we were talking going into last season. Oh, boy, the NFC West, best division we've seen in a long time. All these teams could make the playoffs. You're able to throw in there all the superlatives now the NFC West, I'm not going to say it's the worst division in football because the AFC South is pretty brutal right now, but you got the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers tied at 6-4. and four. The 49ers were able to win that game a little bit earlier in the season over the Seahawks. We shall see what happens when the return game happens. As I believe that, actually, yep, I believe that these two teams have one more game against each other that is going to be coming up because that first game it was very early on during the season. And as a matter of fact, December 15th is when these two teams are going to be hooking up. That could be to decide the division. But for, I mean, this NFC West, you've got a Rams team that they might be even more dysfunctional right now than the Arizona Cardinals. You talk about the bill coming due for them. Right now you're dealing with Matthew Stafford being banged up. Cooper Cup is on the injured list. They might be starting a guy with the last name Perkins for this team this week at quarterback. It is that bad. You have the whole ordeal with Cam Akers and anyone that drafted him in fantasy. That's just not great to say the least. I raised my hand because I'm one of those very, very sad and unfortunate people. So that's not too terrific. But I just take a look at this West End man. Not living up to expectations right now is currently an understatement, and it looks like the 49ers are really the team that is grabbing hold. I don't know if I can necessarily put them in that Super Bowl conversation like a lot of people are willing to do. This is a defense that is rock solid, and with Christian McCaffrey coming into fold, it has been very solid for them, but I do take a look at the 49ers, and it just feels like Sometimes they lay a little bit of an egg. They are now up to three straight wins because they took down the Chargers. Not necessarily in convincing fashion. Anyone that laid the points with them, you're probably not too happy about Elijah Mitchell towards the end of that game. And then we saw the win against the Rams on the road. That was rock solid, but still, it was against the Rams. They've had their woes on the road, losing to the likes of the Bears. That was with Trey Lance, obviously. The Broncos, you lose that game to the Atlanta Falcons, so... We've seen the best of the 49ers, and we've seen the worst of the 49ers, but you do take a look at this team, and you still, in, I would say, you like what you're seeing out of them, especially when you see the Giants just going through all that they are. Wendell Robinson being out for the season for a receiving core that was already suspect at best to begin the season. That is not too terrific, and I do think that it still just goes back to the question that I've been asking for now about a week, week and a half, and I think it's coming more and more to light. Can we see all eight teams in the two East, that would be the NFC East and the AFC East, be able to make the playoffs? Because I think that one of the Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers probably going to miss the postseason. Right now, I'm leaning towards the Seattle Seahawks. For the Seahawks, they're going to have that return game against the 49ers. That is going to do a lot in ter terms of determining whether or not they're going to be able to make the playoffs. And I will say, for the Seahawks, and you give a lot of credit to what they've been able to do thus far this season. It's also a defense that it's leaving a bit to be desired, to say the least. And for the Seahawks, you take a look at them moving forward. It is going to be a little bit of a gauntlet for them as they are going to be on the road against the Chiefs. They've got a game against the Jets, which all of a sudden looks like it's going to be much more difficult because if you took a look at this schedule before the season, and I feel like it's always very hilarious to do this, just to take a look back and think, man, 
This team, it looked like, oh, here's a win, there's a win, there's a win. And those wins that you were seeing going into the season, they're now losses. And the games that you thought, oh, they've got no chance in this one. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that looks like a win for them. And case some point with the Seattle Seahawks schedule right now because they're going to be on the road against the Rams in two weeks. Like, going into the season, who would have thought that, oh, the Rams game looks like their easiest game on the schedule aside from maybe that home game against the Carolina Panthers, which always looked like a winnable game for the Seahawks. We're going to call it what it is. But who would have thought that that home game against the Jets on January the 1st would be like, oh, this is going to be one of their toughest tests yet. They really need this game in order to get into the playoffs. Nobody would have. And that's always the pain and the fun of it. And I do think that that's a big reason why when it comes to preseason expectations, sometimes you have to do a little bit of a 180 on them. You can't hold true to them for too long. I mean, even in college basketball, we've seen a lot of these teams in terms of college basketball play five games this season. There are some takeaways that, you know what, you hit. There are some that you miss, and there are some evaluations where it's like, man, maybe I need to reverse that a little bit. For those of you guys that watched the Maui Invitational and saw the San Diego State versus Ohio State game, I think it's time that we perhaps take a look at San Diego State in a little bit of a different light because how many times with San Diego State have you seen 102 points scored in a half? You were probably thinking I was saying, oh, 102 points in a San Diego State college basketball game. Well, that sounds about right. No, in a half. That's what we saw against the Ohio State University. San Diego State got the job done in that one, 88 to 77. This for a San Diego State team that last season. Number one in the country in terms of defensive efficiency. Their offense couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat outside of Matt Bradley. And now you've got a whole bunch of guys who are able to contribute for them. And I always think that that's an interesting practice. How long do you hold on? two-year preseason evaluations? How much do you change them week over week? And do you still hold true to them when it's like this point of the season in the NFL? Like for me personally, pretty much everything that I thought coming into the season in terms of the NFL, it's just thrown completely out the window. Like with Tom Brady, you thought that the Buccaneers offense was going to be so awesome and everything like that. We were hearing that it might be a little bit of a down year because the offensive line issues, you had the Ali Marpet retirement and everything like that. Come to find out they officially stink and we can't really have any sort of, we can't use the data points for past years with regards to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I think that that's very fair to say at this point. Meanwhile, you've got other teams where it's like, man, are the Green Bay Packers going to be able to rise up? Being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, I'm thinking that the answer is no. And I think that it's a very definitive no as well. And then when it comes to a different sport, like I was talking about with college basketball, you're about two weeks in in college basketball you don't want to be completely scrapping everything but at the same time when you see something like San Diego State hanging 88 points up on the board having a 51 to 51 second half against Ohio State you want to be making some changes there I do feel like in the NBA you probably want to hold on to your shall we say preseason evaluations most just because low management is big with a lot of these teams the season really doesn't start until Christmas. I wish I could put it any other way because I know that the NBA gets a little bit of a bad rap for some guys sometimes taking some nights off. And I think it's warranted just in watching both forms of basketball. It feels like you get a little bit more of a peer product in college. Certainly not as good of a product, but a little bit more of a peer product, but always something interesting to do. And we're seeing that come to the forefront right now. And coming to the forefront next is going to be a pair of great gentlemen Ben Brown, who does great work at Pro Football Focus, and Matt Landis of the Props and Hops Podcast. They're talking about NFL Week 12 with me next here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Maryland residents, mobile sports wagering will officially launch on November 23rd, so now is your chance to sign up for a DraftKings account and you'll be able to receive $200 in free bets after registering. Visit DraftKings.com for more information. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by a pair of tremendous guests as Ben Brown does amazing work over there at Pro Football Focus and Matt Landis does great work over there at the Props and Hops podcast. And Matt, I want to start with you because I know you are a registered Chargers fan and well, that was, I'm sure, a little bit of a rough one for you to watch in terms of what we saw Sunday night. But that said, I actually feel like we saw some good signs from the Chargers. It's just a case where... When it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes is just on a different level, and there's nobody else I would trust with the ball with less than two minutes remaining than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I will say one silver lining, Greg, was watching that game at Circa Sportsbook last night. Yeah. I had a quick flight home today to get back to the basic setup in time for our weekly roundtable, but that was an incredible experience, and it was a pretty well-played game overall. Of course, there are things that I wish the Chargers could have done better, but it was nice to see, at least for a quick moment, what things could look like with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field together. One takeaway from this game, I'm trying to figure out how to approach best moving forward. I think there could be some live betting opportunities, and I'll use the Chargers as a specific example, but I think that there are other teams that might fit this kind of profile in the sense of lacking a killer instinct that often gets a lot of play when we consider the end game. But really, there are things over the course of a game that start to show us what might be coming around the corner. When I drill in on this with the Chargers-Chiefs game last night, there was a scenario when the Chargers led by four points. They had the ball in the last minute of the first half, second and one at the Kansas City two-yard line. And oh, by the way, they're going to receive the ball to start the second half. That's a scenario where you have a chance to really bury the Chiefs. When you've got the chance, you've got to do it. Even though it was relatively early in the game, the Chargers just left them in it and left the door open for that last minute comeback by the Chiefs. There was a play on that pivotal second and one at the two yard line. Two Chargers ended up blocking each other. I think it was to Austin Eckler who got the carry, went down for a loss. They end up kicking a field goal to only lead by a touchdown at halftime. And then they have to punt the ball right back to Kansas City early in the third. So, yes, there's a lot in the end game, but with some of these teams, if you can see they're leaving the door open a crack more than they should, sometimes there's a good live betting opportunity to go ahead and bet the other way if you know a team has a superstar quarterback who can take advantage of too many opportunities afforded to him. Yep, and I feel like that number of superstar quarterbacks, it's gone down and down a little bit more. Patrick Mahomes, it just feels like he's a level above everyone else right now, and I'll throw this at you, Ben. Just taking a look at the AFC right now, I think that... I mean, if we're having the Chiefs below number two right now, depending upon your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills, that is certainly too low. But I still do feel like in the AFC, we've seen a couple challengers be able to rise up. I'm talking about the Ravens and the Dolphins. I've liked what I've seen out of those two teams. Ravens not their best performance against the Carolina Panthers. But I do take a look at things, and it feels like things are starting to open up a little bit more. And with the Bills, even with the win against the Browns, not sure if I was necessarily overly impressed then. If I were to do it right now, I probably would be giving a little bit more of an edge to the Chiefs that I would have, say, two, three weeks ago. 
Yeah, and I think the main reason, kind of like you guys touched on, is, you know, Patrick Mahomes is very much in a class of his own right now, right? The injury situation at the wide receiver position doesn't phase him. As long as he kind of has Travis Kelsey as that security blanket, he could have, you know, uh, you know, you and I and Matt out there running routes <laughs> for the wide receiver And he pretty much position. did. I think and I think he could still be pretty much all right, right? I mean, he's still throwing guys open. The Justin Watson throw was, you know, very much, I would say, you know, the the intricacies of actually being able to deliver that football down the field in the in the window in which he did, like, so few players can actually do that. And and it keeps them, I would say, head and shoulders, you know, in a lot of ways uh, ahead of the rest of the league, right? And I do think, like you said, like, there are a lot of good teams in the AFC, but, you know, with two minutes to go, if Patch Mahomes is, you know, within a touchdown or less uh, of potentially winning that game, like, my money's going to be on Patch Mahomes every time until he proves me otherwise. So I very much think that, you know, it's, it's kind of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I do think the Bills may inevitably get there, but uh, we really need to see a healthy secondary unit from them, I would say, to really be able to knock off uh, Patrick Holmes in the playoffs. And that's kind of the, you know, the pending injury situation that I'm waiting for to really say that uh, I would put the Bills in kind of the same class as the Kansas City Chiefs right now. The old Ric Flair mentality. In order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And I do think that that very much rings true. And then how about if we go with you on this one, Matt, because the big game that we thought we were going to see this week was Cowboys versus Vikings. It turned into a big giant butt kicking. How much do you sort of downgrade the Vikings slash upgrade the Cowboys in an instance like this? Because I do think that we shouldn't have too much weight on one data point. Granted, what we saw from the Vikings, it was not great. And if anything, I just give a little bit more credit to the Dallas Cowboys because it's not like Kirk Cousins went out through five picks, anything like that. This was just complete dominance from start to finish with the Dallas Cowboys. But how much can you take away from one game and is there times where you just wait a game like this significantly more than others, or do you just have to keep everything pretty much as a flat data point all across the board? I try to keep an even keel where possible, but when you see 40 to three and a game that had a lot of respected betters on both sides and a very tight point spread, that does definitely jump off the page. And I'm with you, Greg, in giving Dallas a little bit more credit here than I want to penalize the Vikings. Although it is interesting, last week on Props and Hops, I, I kind of said a few times, I think we can stop asking if the Vikings are a good team. Once they beat Buffalo, I know they've benefited from plenty of positive variants. I think we discussed it on this show. I, I kind of pleaded with everybody to stop asking if the Vikings were a good team. Well, there are a lot more people that are skeptical as to how good the Vikings are after that beatdown they suffered yesterday. So it's going to be at least another week of those questions. I think that Dallas, though, the story for me is that when Dak Prescott was out, Kellen Moore was dialing up plays kind of, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about pressing the easy button for Cooper Rush. And with Dak, it didn't seem like he was getting that same treatment. And now Dak seems to be closer to 100% health-wise. I think Kellen Moore is dialing up a really optimal game plan. And it's just really fun to see what the Cowboys can do. Tony Pollard continuing to deliver explosive play after explosive play. So, yeah, got to downgrade the Vikings a little bit after what they showed yesterday, if not a hefty dose. But to me, an even bigger upgrade to Dallas because we've seen pretty much all season how good this defense can be. But as the offense rounds into form, if they can put everything together, I know the Eagles have been at the top of the NFC, but it really could be one of those classic, you know, I think all of us kind of coming of age in the NFL is the Cowboys and the 49ers in the NFC. We might be headed that direction as this season progresses as well. That would be a lot of fun to see, and it would be a little bit of a throwback. And Ben, what did you take away from that Vikings versus Cowboys game? And are you sort of in lockstep with us, giving a little bit more credit perhaps to the Cowboys rather than dissing on the Vikings, which I do think that a little bit of a downgrade for the Vikings, it is absolutely needed. But I mean, just taking a look at that game, just thoroughly impressed by the Cowboys. Yeah, definitely. And I like Matt's approach, right? I think taking kind of an even keel right not getting, you know, too excited or too down on any one particular team from any one particular performance, because these teams are very much, I would say, uh, you, you know, not at their very best every single week, week and not at their very worst, right? So kind of taking those edge cases. Uh, and placing too much of an emphasis on him is a way I would say to get hurt from a betting perspective. So I don't definitely don't want to do that. But I think the things that this match specifically magnified for me was, you know, kind of my belief that, uh, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, I would say, are very top heavy. Right. And if they have had, you know, one of, if not the best injury situation so far in 2022, if they kind of lose a couple of these guys, like right, if Kirsten Derrissai, you know, isn't playing at 100 percent strength against a guy like Micah Parsons or if he's even not in the fold here, you know, for the next couple of weeks, 
they don't have, a, I would say, a ton else on that, you know, at that left tackle position, I would say, to really solidify and give Kirk Cousins kind of the pocket that he needs to be able to deliver the football field downfield. So I think it may be, you know, the takeaway that I can see is, you know, they, they do have, I would say, the second easiest schedule coming up here over the rest of the season. But, you know, if they lose a guy or even lose, you know, a guy like Patrick Peterson or Harrison Smith in the secondary, you know, that is going to be, you know, catastrophic for a team that is very veteran laden and very top heavy at this point in time. And I think that is kind of the concerning, you know, bearish case for the Vikings long term. But, uh, you know, the expectation has to be that they get into the playoffs. Obviously, I think they're, you know, basically 100 percent locked in, locked into the division title as well. So kind of positioning themselves, maybe they can still get, you know, a first round by. But uh, I still think that like what Matt said, you know, it, it's for me in the NFC, it's very much, I would say the 49ers and the Cowboys. And I think that there's probably, you know, legitimate questions from both, you know, Philadelphia and Minnesota at this point in time. And there is a lot of questions. I want to go back to you on this one, Matt. We've got about a minute for this. Just taking a look at what you've been able to get out of these teams the last few weeks. Is there maybe a spoiler or two that has been popping up that you feel like is a little bit undervalued in terms of perhaps their odds to be able to make the playoffs and or just a week-to-week perspective? Oh, man, the NFC, it's tough. I've just been grasping at straws to find anybody to really get behind with any enthusiasm. So with Dallas and San Francisco ascending, that's been so refreshing. I don't have a specific spoiler in mind at the moment. I would think that to Ben's last point, things can be so volatile just because we've seen the Cowboys and Niners look so dominant, especially with the Niners showed us tonight, what Dallas showed us yesterday. We might see a spoiler or two emerge in the coming weeks. We've seen, you know, the Lions rattle off three straight ones. So, you know, things can change in, in the time that remains this coming season. But I would say that just because we're so high on a couple teams right now, it doesn't mean we need to be married to that opinion looking forward a month or two into the playoffs. No doubt about it. And it is a week-to-week business in the NFL. And when it comes to this week, it is week 12 of the NFL. We're going to be previewing those games with Matt Landis along with Ben Brown next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zane Nicotine Pouches, which is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine pouches are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zane Nicotine Pouches, they might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is tobacco-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That is EYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Ben Brown, who does a great job over there at Pro Football Focus, and Matt Landis of the Props and Hops Podcast. And Matt, proudly sporting his USC hat because that was a big game over the weekend, and well, there's going to be a lot of big implications. I'm actually going to be talking about that game hour number two with Daniel Alvari, so be on the lookout for that, but... Matt, I know that our main thing is the NFL, and I know that this week has you a little bit fired up because teasers this year, if you've been teasing down the favorites, it's been tough. The underdogs have been solid, and I feel like there's a lot of teaser appeal on the board because we're noticing that a lot of the games that you're able to tease, there's a lot of low-scoring games that take me through just how that provides a little bit more value in general because I just take a look at a lot of these games, and I think that teasing the underdogs, it's going to have a lot of value this week. Yeah, in terms of the value in teasing underdogs up in games with low totals, the underlying premise there is that in teasers, you're basically betting against variance when we think a game should be close and we can get a short underdog up through a touchdown. You just want things to be played, you know, pretty tight to the vest and for the teams to stay true to form. And when we have fewer points, just purely from a mathematical standpoint, if you're getting a team up to plus seven and a half in a game, you know, like Carolina hosting Denver, where we got a total of 35 Seven and a half points is a higher fraction of a total of 35 than it would be of a game totaled in, you know, the mid 40s or the 50s, like we've seen a lot over the past couple years. So when I see a low total and a team like Tennessee also thinking, I don't feel like Denver is a team that anybody would want to bet on to blow somebody out and win by margin with what we're seeing from Nathaniel Hackett on the sidelines and Russell Wilson under center this year. So Tennessee immediately jumps to mind as a really appealing 
or excuse me, Carolina jumps to mind as an appealing teaser candidate this week. Uh, just knowing that we don't need them to do a lot. We just need their opponent to pretty much do what they've done all season long. Um, and a bit of a Freudian slip there. I like a look pairing Carolina with Tennessee on the Sunday board. This is an interesting one because I feel like so many people are baffled by Cincinnati only laying one and a half. And we might see some more Cincinnati money hit the marketplace. So I would be happy to hold off and see if we can get perhaps, you know, if this line hits two or two and a half, maybe getting Tennessee up to plus eight and a half. That would be icing on the cake here. But I think there's something with Tennessee that's just so hard to quantify. I'm not sure if either of you guys have come across anything. It feels like Vrabel, maybe the Belichick coaching tree has me thinking those New England teams back in the day consistently outperforming what the metrics said they were. With Tennessee, I can't say what it is, but we've seen enough of it under Mike Vrabel with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. The Titans are just showing up, and they just tend not to lay down and really lay an egg. And when you're teasing an underdog up, if you can just count on getting a team's best effort— that in and of itself has so much value because we've seen plenty of teaser legs this season where that hasn't been the case. I think I have enough trust in the Titans to go ahead and pair them with Carolina on Sunday. And when it comes to a lot of these teasers as well, the one that I find to be just the most interesting in general is the Carolina Panthers being between a two and two and a half point underdog. We were talking about wanting to take a look at low totals. In a lot of books, I'm seeing this total at 35. I want to throw this to you, Ben, because I know you take a look at the analytics in such a good light when it comes to your work over there at Pro Football Focus. For one, when's the last time you've seen a total of 35 in the regular season that doesn't involve like a tornado cane and or five feet of snow or anything like that? And for two, what do you make out of this? Just because I think that that would be about as good of a teaser leg as you can find because pretty much you're betting against the Denver Broncos to win by fewer than 10 points and well, with the Broncos, I don't trust in this offense at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm kind of racking my brain a little bit. I don't remember what the 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 Bills Patriots you know wind infested game closed out last year, but I remember looking at you know totals from a few years ago, dating all the way back to 2007. And I think the lowest one that I came across was like 37 and a half, 38 for a closing number, uh, yeah. and, and that might have not included that one. So we are very much below that. I it's Iowa football it at this year. point. So I mean that's. That's basically where we are. Iowa, Minnesota football here with a 32 and a half point total, which is, you know, not where you want to be. But uh, to both of you guys' point, uh, very much from a teaser perspective, the the, the numbers and, and the crucialness of three and seven only get more magnified the lower the total actually is. Right. So I, I think that this is, you know, in some ways a dream teaser leg uh, setting up so well. The only concern, of course, is, you know, Baker Mayfield throwing a pick six to, you know, lose the game and lose everything outright uh and, and not cover the teaser i'm not saying that's gonna happen but you know that's gonna be the one concern i would say towards the end of this one because the total is just you know astronomically low we have seen you know numbers in general totals in general kind of trend down so significantly this year uh and we do have a number of pretty quality options as well but yeah i think this one in particular you know if you're teasing you know this kind of has to be an auto one that you're round robbing at this point because this is you know i would say probably gets about as good as it's going to get here from a teaser perspective I do think so as well. I think that it's getting very, very good. And I do think that it's getting good in terms of some goodbye low spots. Matt, I know that we were talking in the last segment about just not making too much out of one data point. And I do think that the betting market, they might be doing that in terms of one of the games that we're going to be seeing on Thanksgiving. The Patriots and the Vikings find the Vikings who, and the look at line prior to what we saw on Sunday being about a three and a half or so point favorite. Now we're seeing across the board, the Vikings being a two-and-a-half-point favorite, I'm seeing maybe one or two straight threes, but I'm seeing this come down to two-and-a-half, and do you feel like this is a little bit of an overcorrection in the market? Because I take a look at the slate for just Thursday and Sunday, since we've got more games on Thanksgiving this week, and out of everything that I'm seeing, this is one of the most appealing games I'm seeing on the board with getting off that critical number of three. Yeah, you talk about the look-ahead line, and I think in years past, I've heard a lot of really sharp betters caution against putting it too much stock into what a look-ahead was. But over time, I've also heard a lot of those same people start to note that there are books that are taking bigger bets, and while well, a look-ahead line is never going to be as liquid as a closing line on an NFL Sunday, referencing it now does probably hold more water than it has at any point in the past. And crossing through that key number of three, I know the Vikings got obliterated on Sunday, but... At this stage, Minnesota probably has, you know, if not the best, one of the best home field advantages in the league. And while home field isn't what it once was, 
at a line of two and a half, we're essentially saying that these are even teams. And this would be with the Patriots playing their second road game in, what are we talking, five days here? So um, Minnesota with a strong home field. I think that if the Patriots don't get a punt return for a touchdown at the end of the game <laughs> uh, to cover against the Jets, maybe some of their betters aren't as overzealous to get back and play. So, yeah, it, you know, at three and a half that we saw for a bit, even after it reopened, I believe, and the line was at three for a while, I, I couldn't have really strongly considered doing anything. But at this stage, if I had to get in play, it could only be looking the Vikings way to cap off the Thanksgiving triple header. And I do take a look at this look at line, and we've seen it move a little bit in favor, and I feel like the line should be moving a little bit more. And I'll throw this at you, Ben. A team that I've been referencing the last few weeks when we've had our chats as being a team that I'm starting to warm up on as the Commanders, and I'm seeing them currently as a four-point favorite against the Atlanta Falcons. With the Falcons, I felt like they were a little bit of fool's gold towards being part of the season. They got the job done against the Browns, but once again, wasn't necessarily overly impressed by them. With the Falcons, I mean, you talk about the punt return for a touchdown. The Corderall Patterson touchdown, that was a big difference maker for them. And with the Washington Commanders, just under Taylor Heineke, they're a team I could trust. If they go back to Carson Wentz at any point, I am completely out on them. But I take a look at this Commanders team, and as long as they've got the man under center that they do right now, especially with numbers like these, I feel like they're a pretty trustworthy team. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? I think you bring up a really good point with Taylor Heineke, who has, I would say, not been good, I would say, whatsoever from a PFF passing grade perspective. Still probably the lowest, you know, quarterback in our grading system when we release those numbers on Tuesday. But it's it's weird, right? It, you, when you kind of build and do some of these modeling from, you know, a betting perspective, you obviously know the things that you're putting into your model. And you are trying to always become aware of the things that you're either not taking into account or maybe don't even know or understand how to take into account. And I very much think the Taylor Heineke situation in Washington is kind of one of those things right like the the team is rallying kind of around Ron Rivera and him they're banding together and they're doing things that I would say is you know much better than the sum of their parts and they're playing really good defensively as well so I think the betting market even if you can't necessarily quantify like what is happening in Washington right now uh it's a thing that a lot of people believe in so I do think you know the number moving out in that direction you know, definitely, you know, speaks to uh, them becoming probably a little bit of a public team in this particular spot and kind of getting, you know, uh, a lot of at least early week action on this number. So I don't know. I, I don't really want to back uh, Atlanta, especially without the Kyle Pitts injury, you know, the injury situation. Obviously, he's going to be out really banged up, I would say, still in their secondary as well. And I think we're going to, you know, still see some Heineke magic once again here. So if I was playing a spread, uh, I'd probably still lay the juice, look for, you know, a, a minus four or something like that. But uh, I do agree with you. Uh, I, I think that Washington is probably the only correct side in this particular spot here coming up on Sunday. And I feel like on this card this week, there's lots of landmines and there's going to be Turkey ad this week as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Ben, you do a great job over there at Pro Football Focus and Matt, likewise at the Props and Odds podcast. Always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Coming up next, we're going to try to give some thanks to college basketball, break down some of these games for Tuesday next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers has a lot of promos that are coming your way, and it is feast week. So feast on all the action with Bet Rivers this holiday season. Football, basketball, hockey, the World Cup, and so much more. There's plenty to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out our Thanksgiving Day promotions, which includes a football bet and get first touchdown insurance and a single game parlay bet and get. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by those two guests as Matt Landis does a great job with the Props and Ops podcast. Likewise for Ben Brown over there at Pro Football Focus. And there's a lot to be thankful for on the Greg Peterson Experience because it says the Greg Peterson Experience on the show, but it really takes a great team to be able to make things work. Those of you guys watching on vcin.com, those of you guys watching on YouTube TV, what have you, all the graphics that you're seeing on the screen, that is courtesy of our good friend Dakota, who does amazing work as our technical director. Love you guys listening, whether that be on vcin.com, iHeartRadio app, lots of terrestrial radio stations have picked up vcin. I'm very thankful about that. That is courtesy of Taylor, and you've got my wonderful producer, and Jason Connie is the man that books all these guests and just in general keeps me in line and that is not an easy job so you've got to give a lot of credit where credit is due there and you got to give a lot of credit where credit is due in terms of the college basketball action that we're seeing as well those of you guys that are listening live you're probably sweating out Cincinnati versus Arizona and I will say this if you're listening live you're able to dive in on this UNLV game that is probably going to be starting at like the butt crack of dawn at this point because You've right now got an overtime game between Cal Baptist and Minnesota. If this goes to double overtime, the tip time is probably going to be like 10.45 p.m. Pacific time at the very earliest. So if you're looking for a little bit on UNLV and their game against Southern Illinois, I have UNLV as a three and a half point favorite. I've been seeing this throughout much of the day with them being about a point or so favorite. So take note there. And I do think that you're probably going to get a low total in this game because I mean, as this goes longer and longer, the guys are from Southern Illinois, the central time zone, because it's going to be tipping off probably around 12.30 a.m. local time for them. They're probably going to be a little bit tired. So seeing this all at 126.5, you still have a little bit of value on the under, in my opinion. So do take note of that. And then when it comes to these conference tournaments, or not these conference tournaments, but rather these non-conference tournaments, you're going to note that a lot of these games they are not going to have numbers up until the AM. I'm talking about like Toledo versus East Carolina, Illinois versus Western Kentucky. And these are games that they tip off at 8 o'clock AM Pacific time. So, I mean, we all remember like the 24 hours of college basketball marathon. We're not quite at 24 hours, although last weekend we actually were because you may recall like the Ryder versus Central Arkansas game. That was things that were tipping off at like 2 a.m. Pacific time. So I had to break out the Mountain Dew hard seltzer. I had to break out the Minions gummy bears and everything like that. And we were having a good time watching some college basketball. But boy, oh boy, very fascinating to see what's happening there. But do you want to touch on a pair of games that they currently don't have numbers, but I want to give you guys my initial handicap because I do think that it's very interesting to take a look at these games from the Barclays Center as both of these games went final and the winner from today was Syracuse versus St. John's and the losers were Temple versus Richmond and I think that you're going to get tight lines of both of these for Temple versus Richmond I did place a handicap on this game of Temple being a of Temple being a very very slight favorite in this spot of right around one and a half points and I do think that this is going to be a game where you're going to be seeing things be a little bit slower I did set my total in this game, more in that neighborhood of about a 134.5 with Richmond, never necessarily a team that wants to go too far up tempo. 
you're probably going to have the best low post player in this game in Tyler Burton. He's able to give you 18 points, seven rebounds per game, but you've got to wonder how much it's going to take out of Richmond. The fact that they had to play an overtime game against Syracuse, and that's going to be a little bit of a handicapping angle for the next game against St. John's for Syracuse as well, because that is always something that we find. You're going to have a lot of teams that they're going to be playing two games in two days, three games in three days, you're not going to have quite four games in four days like sometimes you find in conference tournaments, but that takes it out of these guys. And even though they're college kids, they get a little bit tired as well when you throw in their overtime, double overtime, you're able to go down the line. But with Temple just having K-Leaf battle out there and the way that he's coming as a sixth man has been able to pop in there 15-plus points per game, Damian Dunn. He's able to get her on 20-plus points per contest. Both of these guys shooting north of 90% at the free throw line. It's going to cause a little bit of a matchup issue for Richmond. Kerr Junku, I think, is going to be able to help out Temple a little bit more down low. So I did set a total of right around 134.5, and I did make in this ordeal Temple a very slight favorite. So do know that you're probably going to be getting openers on that in the very early a.m. And then in terms of the Big East battle that we're going to be finding in terms of the Syracuse versus St. John's game, I do think that you've got a little bit of value with the Johnnies. And you want to also take note with St. John's. They are playing at one of the most frenetic tempos in all of college basketball since Mike Anderson took over. Last three seasons, they've been in really that top 30 in terms of total possessions per game. Now you've got Posh Alexander out there. You've also got Andre Corbello, and they're trying to coexist. They do a good job of generating turnovers. Sometimes they get a little bit too loose with the ball. Going up against the Syracuse team that, as we know, they've got that zone and Sometimes with the zone, it can't get back and reset in time. And I do think that St. John's is going to be able to light it ablaze. We saw them put up 72, 78 points against a Temple team that doesn't really look to play too fast. They were able to do a solid job in that game of being able to force them into a bunch of turnovers, 21 in total for Temple with St. John's as well. They're going to have the rebounding advantage as Joel Soriano, another double-double on Monday, 15 points, 12 rebounds. He's averaging right around 12 or 11 boards per game. They do a solid job of being able to add in their Dylan Adi Wusu as well. Someone who is able to average 8 to 9 points per game. He's able to give you a little bit of versatility. He's able to pop a few threes. So I do think that you've got some good value with St. John. So I wanted to give you my initial handicap there because those of you guys that listen to the podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast just did not have a final on those two games. So we have served that there. I will place that in the link and we've got you guys all covered on that front. But in terms of the games that we're going to be seeing going down that we've already got numbers on because it's a little bit harder to be able to take a look forward. But in terms of the games that they're all set in stone, how about if we give you guys an early one? I'm seeing some value with this favorite. 645, 646 on the betting board. This is Sam Houston State and Northern Illinois, a game that is going to be taking place, I believe, out there in the great state of Florida. And with Sam Houston State, you're finding them as now a 12-point favorite. They opened up a 10-point favorite. So we're seeing this number move anywhere between 128.5 and 129.5 is your total. With Northern Illinois, I'm sure that many of you guys are aware that they aren't the world's greatest college basketball program, but here's how bad it is right now for our good friends over there at Northern Illinois. They let off the season by losing to Springfield. That is a non-D1 school on their home floor, and they gave up north of 85 points in that game. Now you've got a team that is a complete and utter opposite, and Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State, they're looking to play slow. They are not going to be scoring like 85 points in a game or anything like that, but at the same time, they're going to just completely hold you down and... I think that Sam Houston State just going to suck the life out of Northern Illinois, for lack of a better term. With Northern Illinois, this is a team that, as a collective right now, is shooting 29% from three-point range, 61% at the free-throw line. you got Keyshawn Williams. He's been able to give this team 16 points per game, but his main running mate in Trendon Hankerson he is out of the fold. He transferred out, I believe, that he's now playing within the MAC at Akron. But, I mean, other than Zarek Nutter is... Six foot six, he's been able to do a good job of giving the team 10 rebounds per game. He was a top 40 junior college transfer, according to JucoRecording.com, and a kid that I liked when he decided that he was going to be going to St. Peter's a few seasons ago. Never played out there on the floor, but a kid that I think has a little bit of upside. But other than that, you really have nothing in terms of the team. And for Sam Houston State, they always do a good job of just being able to mix and match in terms of the transfer portal. They didn't necessarily bring in as high of ticket items in terms of just the pizzazz that they've done at the D1 level, but bringing in Qua Grant, who was a D2 All-American a few seasons ago, that has been massive. Satchit suffered 13 points, five assists, two steals, four rebounds. He's able to pop threes at the D2 level. He was shooting well above 40% 
from three-point range. So I like what they're able to bring in there. Kosi Azugi, who comes in from Kansas State, he's been able to do a nice job, giving you about five and a half rebounds per game. If he's out of the fold because he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury, you've got Tristan Ikpe, and you've also got Keon Scroggins, who are able to combine for nine rebounds per game. So got a lot of versatility with Sam Houston State. I do like a favorite in the spot. And when it comes to the total, I did set my total right around the middle of what we're seeing right now. I set my total more around a 128 to a 128 and a half. So I do think that you have a little bit of value once you get down to about a 120 in terms of the over. If you get north of 129, then I think that ship has sailed just a little bit, but it's going to be very, very fun to take a look at all this action. And we've got a whole like a lot of it that is going to be happening in the next few days. And something that you always want to do, regardless of sport, is try to be able to buy low and sell high. And that is the basis of our pro tip for this hour. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort them all by sport and by hour as we give out a pro tip every single hour here on VEASAN, in which we've got live programming. And the pro tip for this hour is don't get just jaded too much by one singular result. And oftentimes, after a team wins by a big giant margin or a team loses by a big giant margin, those are good buy low, sell high spots. Like on the Minnesota Vikings, they get destroyed. We're seeing that line move on the Patriots and vice versa. Cowboys getting a little bit steamed up as well. And coming up in hour number two, we're going to hope to bring the steam. I give you guys my DK Nation pick for the hardwood next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.